The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Going In Raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest-growing, highest-rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you're watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are Going In SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. And available wherever fine podcasts are, be sure to hit that subscribe button, notify bell next to it. Make sure you're always getting your Going In Raw notifications. We're also, of course, on the CastBox app and all the fine audio podcasts out there. Carry on. You're the one being distracted, not me. That damn phone, I swear, if that goes off five times. It needs to go in the first half hour. It has to go over there. You're not the boss of me. I'm the boss, the boss of Larson. Can't anyway, reach. Uh, so yeah, check us out. Check check us out on Castbox. Yes, please. Um, I, I'm, I'm, my wheels are spinning right now, Larson. This Alistair Black murder mystery is maybe my favorite thing ever to happen to NXT. See, this is NXT this, is firing on all cylinders. This we can agree on. We might disagree somewhat on the uh, Velveteen Dream EC3 segment on this week's show, but we can both agree that this. Who attacked Alistair Black storyline is really some. This is like Agatha, Agatha Christie type stuff. This is like Murder She Wrote. Yeah, man. It's a true whodunit yeah. in NXT. Yeah. And there are all. Everybody on the roster is a suspect. Yeah, if you haven't watched the video they just put out today, I think, where they're going through the, uh, the two video sources discovered thus far mm-hmm. and, and show all the NXT talents who are in the area. Yeah following the attack then does the entire roster simply mill about in their ring gear outside certainly seems that way during the show like i thought people are backstage like watching a monitor or something they are all outside because remember this took place oh wait when did this take when did this take kayfabe this is supposed to take place right after the main event of yeah uh, but then alistair black was wearing like street clothes. He wasn't wearing his ring gear. He was right. in shorts and like a cut off t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about that coming up later in the yes, show. Yes, we're going to we're gonna try to hammer down who the attacker is. We're also going to uh, figure out who Chris Jericho's first feud and impact is going to be. Oh, dear. And we're going to talk about what would happen if best friends sued each other. It's so sad. If you try to take my phone, you might find out. <laughs> Mr. Here uh, intentionally did harm to Mr. Larson's phone. Uh, in business prospects. In business prospects. By uh, reaching for his phone and accidentally dumping it into his iced tea. Who'd have thought poor Cole Cabana, the entire thing, the entire affair, could have been avoided yeah. had he just complied, and that's what he seems to be saying now. But we're going we're to talk about that later. Yes, first, first up, you were, you're like, this is an important story. Uh, oh, we're not going to do Super Chats first? 
Oh, yeah, we can do some of those. Sorry. Let's do a couple Super Chats first. Yeah, uh, Trey Saunders, $10. Yo, friendos, rest day from gym. About to make a bowl of rice, quinoa, kale, black beans, potatoes, and eggs, along with a protein shake. Holy then going to get real blaze. Keep up the good work. Is, Thank you. Is Trey freaking jacked or what? Seems like it. Man, That's what he's that. eating on his day off. Quinoa, could be. kale. That's all the good stuff. C. Ross, 22 Do you like kale? $5. No, I just do spinach. I'm, I'm fine with spinach. Spinach is good, too. Yeah, it's got lots of good stuff is in it. Is kale too fibrous to... to the texture. I just, it's like... That's like I, 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 I take the DDP philosophy. If it don't taste good, I don't want to effing eat it. Yeah. He said that, I think, on like the Stone Cold podcast, maybe. Yeah, sounds right. Um, We're so talking yeah. about, I'm sure, the dietary plan. Why does Kevin for... Nash have a podcast? Yeah, that seems a no-brainer. <laughs> All right. C-Ross, $22, $5, Law & Order NXT. No, you have to read this like the Law & Order intro. Law and Order NXT in the WWE developmental system, blindsided attacks are special are considered especially heinous. Boom boom. These are those stories. The Enforcer Stevie Bradley, two dollars. Steve, draw a butthole. You see my kid yesterday? I saw the caption for the thing, and I, I I just put it all together. Yeah, she wanted me to draw a butthole. She had she asked me to draw a butt, so I did that, and then she asked me to draw faces on the butt. A little weird, but I did that. I drew the line at actually drawing a butthole for her though, and she threw a fit. I put it on Twitter and like, I don't know, a couple thousand people watched it. Uh, Overpush, no sell, jabroni, $2. TGIF, friend, friend, yeah, TGIF, friendos, at work and I'm ready to ready for a cold one. Oh, hell yeah. You drink some beer. Joe Juarez, $5. Hey, friendos, listening in and getting high as hell off some tasty and nutritious fruits and vegetables. See, look at that. We have a well-rounded friendo community. Yeah, man. Some people like to, to smoke weed. Some people like to, to drink, and some people enjoy kale, quinoa, vegetables, and fruits. Mm-hmm. It, there's something for everybody exactly. here. All sorts of positive communities. Exactly. Philly Flex for $5 off today so I can watch live, get nice. a smoke, and barbecue some ribs. Ooh. Wish you could join. I know. I love me some smoked ribs. Ooh, and then here we go. See, Kyle Steven, $5. Non-pot smokers unite. There's something for everybody yes. here. Yes. In going in raw. Universal Jones, $2. Friday, Shag, Mary Fire, Colt Cabana, Joey Ryan, Santino. Uh, Fire Santino, because uh, didn't he? He had like a run in with Jim Cornette that seemed awkward. I don't like awkwardness. Yeah. Shag, Joey Ryan, are you kidding me? Yeah. That guy is like the most shag dude in freaking wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And then Mary Colt Cabana. And then Mary Colt Cabana. He might be richer soon. Uh, Diddly Doodler here in the Discord says, Hey, what's your stance on entrance music nowadays? Do you miss the days of full actual songs, or do you mind the 30-second cycles like Rude and Shinsuke? Also throwing this out there, Stone Cold and The Rock also had 30-second cycle entrance music. Really want your guys' opinions on this. The most important thing for me in an entrance song is how it kicks off, how it gets the crowd going. Yeah. And does it fit the rest Generally of it? speaking, you don't hear more than 30, 45 seconds of it anyways. Yeah. So I don't mind that. Exactly. Eddie Smith, $5. If Steve is having sex in a room filled with balloons, what pops first? Well, balloons are difficult. Like, you have to really work to pop a balloon sometimes. But then sometimes they just seem to pop spontaneously. Yeah, sometimes. So, uh, Jose Reyes, $5. Daniel Reyes, $2. Root beer, yay or nay? Oh, yay. For the most part, yeah. Good root beer float. Is there a caveat for you? You said for the Just most part? Just depends on the brand of root beer. Demarcus Williams, $10. Had a weird dream. I was at ringside for a New Japan for a Suzuki hardcore match. He lost and wanted to murder me afterwards. Sad thing was I wasn't a young lion. It was Ooh. weird. Are you sure it wasn't Tamatanga? Oh, <laughs> could be. Josh Rush, $5 from the Midwestern Friendos. 
MW Midwest versus Midwest versus everyone. Midwest versus WS Fletcher, $20. Thank you, sir. It was Mr. Sullivan with the candlestick in the parking lot. He says hashtag salary day. Nice. We're gonna get to that in a little bit. We'll power we're gonna power rank potential suspects. But first up, rejoice everybody. The current IWGP IC champion, former WWE IC champion, world heavyweight champion, Chris Jericho, all around amazing person, rock star, podcaster, cruise uh, aficionado, promoter guy, is going to impact wrestling, pow, pow, power rank his opponents, Larson. Let's he's, do this right now. He's not, Number one, he's not. Moose. <laughs> Number two, Joe Hendry. Yeah, impact wrestling. No, Here it comes. The impact From wrestling. the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, quote, this is from Dave Meltzer himself. He knows everything. While uh, nobody, this, <laughs> listen to how this starts. Carry on, carry on. You know what's you know what's awesome <laughs> is that everything I've said about impact that you've poo pooed has come true. Well, not everything. And you still doubt. You still doubt. I gotta stay in character, man. Literally last night, a member of Bone Soldier. I'm sorry, literally a member of Bullet Club was on an episode of Impact Wrestling. That, this one Pentagon is still having doing amazing stuff. He fought Matt Seidel in a yeah, great match that. last night. I just can't get over my my. It still has a stigma in my mind. Anyway, continue with the story. This is why you'll never drive. You'll never you'll never keep up with the future. Uh, while nobody will say anything, which is probably the most telling part of this sentence, there is a lot yeah. of belief within the business that Chris Jericho is destined to be an Impact Wrestling, and the not wanting to do anything that would get Vince mad doctrine isn't nearly as strong as it was. Months ago, back in July, when asked on Twitter if he would ever consider working for Impact, he responded, of course, and of course, uh, on his cruise, I believe they have signed a Ring of Honor versus Impact match of some yeah, sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah there's some like stuff a happening. tag match or something, something like maybe. that. Yeah, who knows? But then also, in response to Melsa's report, someone tweeted at him, um, essentially, and I'll paraphrase here, that it's it's whoever thinks uh, Jericho is going to go to Impact um, is is ridiculous, along with a uh, gif of Ron Burgundy laughing, mm-hmm. and Chris Jericho retweeted that. Because Chris Jericho is always completely and totally honest about his plans for wrestling oh, on yeah. social media. Oh, I know. Which he never which him is. him saying, of course, of course he, 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 he might consider it. But he's, I, here's the thing. If he's going to wrestle for another company in the States, Initially, it's going to be New Japan. He's their Intercontinental Champion. That's what it's going to be. It will not be Impact. Um, I know nobody has said anything about him initially doing anything. They said uh, the wrestling observer. I don't know why. Why you would think he wouldn't? It's a hot commodity right now. It's got buzz around it right now. What Impact? Yeah. Well, honestly, I don't know. Where, I don't know where you are exactly. Do you? It's, 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 it's so it's, weird that you would let. Luke, it's a lukewarm commodity as opposed. You to would a hot let. Commodity. You would let. Everybody just said Slammiversary was like one of the best shows of the Have year. You watched it all yet? Slammiversary? Yeah. Yeah, I watched it when it. I watched it the night it aired. Slammiversary? I was busy. I didn't have seen it. Yet. I literally did a review on this show of it while you sat here. Probably wasn't paying attention. All right. Anyways. So I think this could be a lot of fun. Jericho going to Impact. You can poo-poo it all you want. That's fine. I think it's a much, obviously, it's a much viable, more viable option now than it was a year ago. Oh, I mean, here's the This thing. would be absolutely huge. It's not, gonna, it's not impossible that it would happen. I just find it highly unlikely. I know, but you find a lot of things highly unlikely that actually do happen. So you have nothing more to add? No, I've said my piece. No? Okay. We'll continue on with the next story then. All right, let me put my tea down because I'm sure it's irritating people. Uh, so... Uh, Somebody else sued CM Punk, Steve. Did they? And this time it was apparently his former best friend, Colt Cabana. 
Because uh, you want to read your notes that you wrote here? Because you wrote it in your in your vernacular here. Uh, sure. Because one of us here is participating. You know what they say, Larson, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. This would seem appropriate for Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk, who is being sued by his best friend, Scott Colton, a.k.a. Colt Cabana, over legal fees accrued during the defamation lawsuit filed against them by Dr. Chris Amon, stemming from an episode of Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast, which CM Punk appeared on. They won that case, but in the process, Cabana racked up legal fees in the amount of over $500,000. Yeah, here's some salient quotes from the report from Chicago Sun-Times. Cabana's lawsuit contends Punk promised to help him out with the legal bills they amassed fighting the defamation lawsuit. Cabana claims Punk told him in a text that he would be, quote, 100% covered. Punk has failed to keep that promise, leaving him with unpaid legal bills totaling uh, 500000 sorry, 513736 according to the lawsuit. Punk asked Cabana to pay half of the legal fees, which comes out to about $250,000, saying, You're, you are on your own. And the lawsuit claims, quote, Brooks acted with fraud, malice, oppression towards Colton, and the deliberate intention of causing Colton harm. Um, Colt Cabana is seeking $200,000 in general damages and $1 million in punitive and exemplary damages. Now, we went into, we read the lawsuit this morning. Yeah. Um, Doesn't look good for CM Punk. No. Comes off as kind of a dick. And there is uh, apparently like actual paperwork signed to, to the effect of of, of uh, Phil covering these costs. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one of the things that like Colton's uh, Cabana, Colt Cabana's central point of this was was this. He he received the the demand letter, which essentially was like a cease and desist, like. You know, do the. It's not like I don't think it was legally cease and desist. It was past that. It was do this or, or we're going to we'll sue, sue you. you. Yeah. And it seemed fairly simple. Like the, it's in the exhibit here in the lawsuit. It was essentially take the podcast down, which it had already been disseminated like what three million times mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. So take the podcast down, uh, and then uh, come to a what I understand to be a sort of a mutually agreed upon um, statement of retraction. Which I would think if Cabana hired just like sort of a, a lawyer for that process, obviously it wouldn't be nearly as much as this because it was like the discovery process alone was like $200,000. Yeah, we heard that about Punk. Yeah. Right. Um, and so if he had done that, just, hey, let me get legal representation for this meeting where I have to form this retraction letter. Yeah, yeah. It probably would have been something along the lines of I would just speculate because he didn't say anything. He, did, he had no. He was just talking to Punk. He would probably just have to say, I put out a podcast where I was unfamiliar with the the um, didn't fact check. So I didn't so forth, fact yeah. check. I didn't get Chris Amon's. But I I, I swear I did. Col- no, Cole Cabana didn't ask for Amon's. I forget if he said that on his podcast because I listened to the podcast where he's talking about the tri- the trial stuff. Um, but uh, but he, his thing is, had he known because he told Punk about, hey, I got this letter. You know, this is going to include you. Punk said, I'll take care of it. And my lawyers are going to take care of this. I have you covered. Yeah, well, it even says here in the lawsuit, um, uh, the signed retention agreement among Brooks, Colton, and the Loeb firm provides that the Loeb firm, quote, will bill Brooks for all the legal services expenses that will incur with respect to the Amon lawsuit. And that, quote, it is our understanding that Phil will be responsible for paying these invoices. Yeah. Um, And there's a copy of the retention agreement on this lawsuit. And so... uh, and so uh, Cabana's point is in the lawsuit, he says, essentially, had I known I was going to be on my own here, 
had I known these legal fees would, you know, I, this was going to, it was, if, if it was, if left of my own devices, if I wasn't said, told, Hey, I'll take care of this. I would have just complied with the damn letter in the first place mm-hmm. to avoid going to trial, which mm-hmm. obviously is going to be very expensive. Mm-hmm. $500,000. It's mm-hmm. a lot. It is a lot. So, uh, apparently in April, 2016, um, uh, CM Punk apparently demanded that, uh, Cole Cabana pay one of the invoices. This, um, this text is very sad here. Yeah, it is. This is the text that uh, he, uh, CM Punk emailed to uh, uh, Cole Cabana. Quote, to date, I have spent 500 plus thousand dollars on this Amon lawsuit. 513. Yeah, I know. 513,736 dollars yeah. on this Amon lawsuit. My outstanding current bill is at least 300,000. Half of this is yours. Divide the 513,736 by two, and that is what you owe me and what I expect you to pay me. Starting now, I will no longer be paying your bills. You are on your own. Whatever my bill is currently will be cut in half, and half will be yours. If you choose to make this all ugly, that's fine too. I hope you won't, but I gave up on you doing what is right a long time ago. He must be a pill to break up with. <laughs> you know, that doesn't that come across like a bitter ex right there? If you want to make this all ugly, I mean, the only thing that's up to you. You heard that that Cole Cabana was backstage at a WWE show. Yeah. Um, well, I was trying to figure out the so, process of all this was happening. So you remember the the story that sort of broke about that, about them not being friends anymore? That was September of 2016. I don't know. I forget. Because I remember, I remember seeing the pictures of Cole Cabana backstage, him taking selfies with people backstage. I don't know when that was, when those were released. All right. Um, but in September... That's when uh, you know people were pointing out that he's not following CM Punk on Twitter. Um, but then when you when you hear about the, uh, I kind of wonder because after the 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 verdict, the finding came mm-hmm, down mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. Punk said in an interview right afterwards he was asked, "Are you going to sue Amon for legal fees?" Yeah, and Punk was unsure about it. He says, "I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure if I'm the type to do that." I wonder if that would have been. If Cabana was like, well, hold on a second, you're, I have to pay all my own stuff, and you you're not even going to sue that guy to recoup him. Yeah, that guy who was the one suing us, and you said it was taken care of. This does not make CM Punk look very good at all. Kind of a dick, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, that this sucks because if you listen to Cole Cabana's podcast as well, number one, all the lawyers seem to agree, and the judge seemed to agree. They have no idea. I think the jury, he said like literally a jury. One of the jurors said this to him. Uh, that they were like, yeah, I don't know why you were even brought into this. Like this dude who just has a podcast, mm-hmm. let his friend air his grievances, mm-hmm. and then get sued. And instead of saying, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, okay, fine. I didn't realize. I'll take it down. You know, maybe incur a couple thousand dollars in uh, oh, yeah, hiring yeah. a lawyer because yeah. it ain't gonna be that much. No. Uh, and now he's on the hook for this, and then, you know, his best friend is sort of being, or former best friend is being a dick about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That's well. Then that's also, rough. further in the lawsuit, uh, 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 Cole Cabana contends that uh, uh, that uh, Punk somehow because they were being represented by the same firm. Yeah, but then uh, apparently uh, that firm dropped uh, Cole Cabana was no longer re- represent him. So then he had to go out and get his own lawyer. Well, Cabana apparently was going to get because there's there's a part in here that says. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, here we go. On May 5th, 2016, Colton caused the Loeb firm to be notified that Colton, so Cabana told them that he was prepared to retain separate counsel to defend him in the Iman lawsuit as a result of uh, CM Punk saying you're on your own. Um, after that, 
uh, uh, CM Punk's lawyer, who at that time was representing uh, Colt Cabana, then informed uh, Colt Cabana that both he and CM Punk believed and agreed that it was best that uh, Colt Cabana not substitute counsel. And on that time, uh, June 1st, uh, Brenner emailed Colt Cabana saying, despite your unwillingness to contribute to your legal fees, I'm still prepared to represent you. And Phil is prepared to have me represent you and cover your legal fees going forward. As long as there is no conflict between you and Phil that prevents me from fairly and ethically representing you at this time, I don't believe that any such conflict exists. Colt Cabana then accepted the representation and agreement made on behalf of CM Punk you know, and the Loeb firm yeah. and um, continued. Yeah. March 10th. He was dropped of 2017. And then the next year, March 10th, uh, yeah. Uh, and he says, uh, Cole Cabana is informed and believes and based uh, thereon alleges that on or about March 10th, CM Punk caused the firm to withdraw as Cole Cabana's counsel in the lawsuit. Um, and the lawyer notified uh, Cole Cabana that. So, um, yeah. So apparently CM Punk uh, sometime like the next year said, to ditch him, I guess. I don't know. It's going to be interesting because here's yeah. the thing. This is a lawsuit, so there's got to be another side of it, which I believe is also made public, yeah. and that's going to be CM Punk's side. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what he has to say about all that. Yeah. Um, but this is a, a sad and, uh, I don't know, that's, that's, a, that's a sad little bit of business right it there. It really is. You know? I mean, it's never good to see people who were friends yeah. then going to court. Yeah, man. Oh, boy. Especially something that seems like it could have been avoided with, you know, some some more communication or something. Yeah. So, you know, lesson to you. Be nice to me. You be nice to me. I am nice to you. You're on your own, Larson. All right. I'm not paying your legal fees. Well, I would just, I would, I would just fulfill the demands of the cease and desist and just do whatever they say. Retract your fat shaming of Steve here. Never done that. Immediately. Never done that. Admit that Jericho is going to impact wrestling. Well, until I see proof of it, actual proof, then I won't. Since when is the Wrestling Observer not proof? What? You're you himself. You, Larson himself, the Wrestling Larson Observer himself, calls him the foremost wrestling historian. Historian. And if you know history. History, which means he knows about a lot about what happened in the past. Which can inform what you know in the future. That's different than breaking news stories. Yeah, man. Nostradamus. Melser doesn't always get it right. I'll we'll have to that. ask our own Going In Raw Insider about that one. Melser doesn't always get it right. I'm going to ask our Going In Raw Insider. Fine. Next. Who did it, Steve? Who did it? <laughs> it's the mystery of the summer. Who attacked Aleister Black? We're going to solve it right here now. Somehow, the most disappointing injury in recent NXT history... Um, has turned to the late summer's greatest who done it, who did it, who attacked Alistair Black. Who done it? Sir, my favorite. Oh, it's great. It's a great anything. phrase. With Alistair Black having undergone surgery this past week to repair a torn groin, reportedly it was given it was a given that he'd missed takeover on the 18th. The question then became, how would this go down storyline wise? Well, we got our answer this past week on WWE.com as they made it official via William Regal announcing in a video. In front of a busy street and or parking lot. Street. Announcing that due to the injuries Alistair Black sustained in a parking lot ambush from a mystery attacker, Ooh, Alistair yeah. would Ooh, not yeah. be in a triple threat match at TakeOver Brooklyn. He then announced that the title match would be only Gargano versus Ciampa in the last man standing match, which was rumored to be the thing uh, prior to uh, Nakamura and AJ doing last man standing at Main the Bank. Mm-hmm. So the question remains, Steve. Who done it? Who done it? Who did it? Who did it? Who did it? Allie! 
you know, Otis Dozovich might have might have got himself over with me simply for sitting there taking pictures of Alistair Black saying, Allie, hey, Allie. That was pretty funny. Pretty funny. So we're going to power rank. Yeah. If you haven't seen this video that they put out today, it is amazing because they like they freeze frame anytime there's like a person. And at one point it gets so ridiculous. It's like it shows like back near like the big production truck and it just like stops. and There's like 10 different names on there. hilarious. Little arrows. Oh, that's so funny. It's fantastic. All right. So we got a list of possible suspects here. Yep. And hopefully we're not forgetting anybody because there was basically the entire roster. Yeah. Um, so number 10, who's the most, the 10th most likely. Culprit. Okay. Well let's, let's go here. Let's start from the beginning or let's start from like the most, most likely. Oh, it's Johnny Gargano. It's Gargano. It's Gargano. Gargano did it. Maybe. Number two. Oh, undisputed era. Undisputed era. But I feel like that's too. I mean, the fact that they got in the car, we're running towards the car, and Adam Cole is like, "Let's get out of here." It's too obvious. No, there's not. They they are the most obvious group there is. Though there's nothing subtle about the undisputed. Oh, I know. Era, and that is. But that's what makes them obvious as the likely culprit. And I don't think that's the case. Uh, let's see here. Okay, let's 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 talk about this from the perspective of how soon is it going to be before he comes back? Obviously, he'll be back before uh, we, war games. Yeah, yeah. We, the initial prognosis we heard was three weeks. Yeah. Recovery time. Actually, this is the bigger question. Do they know who this is? If this is main roster, I'd say heck no. This is NXT, so I'd like to hope so. Tentatively, I think your number one is spot on. Yeah. Tentatively, yeah. I think it's Gargano. But if it's not Gargano, I Actually, think- you know what? Let me change that. Here's the thing about that. Unless it fits neatly with their plans for Gargano, oh. which it might. Yeah, I mean, my, my, I, which my, it might. My thought has always been that he's going to have to come to a moment of, 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 of realization that he is becoming what he disliked most. Yeah. And part of that descent into giving in, into his own bitterness towards Ciampa could involve taking out Aleister Black from this match to better his own chances of winning that title. I would like to think, yeah. Coming face to face with a moment when when he has to make a choice between being Johnny Wrestling again or being, you know, super heel. Yeah. I would like to think that them opting to go with this route was, you know, sometimes certain circumstances when you're forced to change and inspire some creativity. Yeah, you can change things for the better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I would love to think that they said, oh, wait a second. No, this is actually perfect. We have to write him out. Okay, perfect. Let's do a whodunit. Johnny did it. Um, Johnny might be too obvious because oh, yeah. it's obvious that he's going down a certain path. Like yes. that much is obvious. Yes. So that might be obvious. And it could be the kind of thing where it looks like it's him, but then he says, no, of course not. I'm ne- I don't know if Johnny's going to completely go down that road. I yeah. think he's going to flirt with it. Yeah. I don't think he's going to completely go down that road. Yeah, because of that, I'm going to say he's not even number one. Oh, who's number he's one? not then? number one. Lars Sullivan, number one. Yeah, I might think it's Lars. He was walking away, I think. Hmm. I mean, for me, the top five has to be Gargano, Sullivan, Undisputed Era, Ciampa. I mean, those are really the only ones that really make sense. Those are the only names that really make... I'll I'll say Shayna Baszler, just because I think it'd be interesting. So, uh, do we know just around about how long it's going to take for him to recover? I think about a month. Okay, that's it. They, that's what I. That's what we, when the reports that pressing sheet had. It said three weeks. I think. Well, that seems really quick to re, to recover from a torn groin. I feel like it should probably be longer than that. 
Because I was I was wondering if he would just like go up to main roster after his match at this next takeover. Well, yeah, if he lost, and not yeah, I think he would. I guess it's entirely possible. They could carry if, this, but they, if they can, well, I was gonna say if they can resolve this within the matter of a couple weeks, yeah, that uh, uh, he could still move up. Yeah, yeah. Ono did look a uh, safe A thirteen here. Says Ono looks suspicious, and I kind of uh, I kind of agree with that. Let's see here. I'm looking at chat right now. Let's see what uh, oh. a lot of the other people say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Uh, all just a bunch of silly answers. All right. So let's say number one is Johnny Gargano. Yes. Yeah. That's the most obvious one. I'm going to say number two is actually Lars Sullivan. Because think about it. Lars Sullivan hasn't been around, Mm-mm. right? Mm-mm. So he comes back. He sees Aleister Black hanging out, taking like a smoke break in the quad, right? Sees him in his cool pants and his cool like camo shorts, which by the way, I need yeah. to get some of those now. Yeah, yeah. Um, he rolls up upon him, says, man, my oh, jaw still hurts. Hold on. Uh, sources tell per wrestling sheet that Aleister Black won't be cleared for action until October. Oh. So that's two months. Mm. Yeah, I kind of feel, here's the thing about Johnny Gargano and Champa. I feel like their trajectory is so unique. I don't think it lends itself well to like straying outside of like what their trajectory is, if you know what I mean. I think they have a pretty set storyline. Now, October is two months away. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they if part of those plans involve, oh, Alistair Black now, because I mean, they could easily do Gargano saying, yeah, I did it, I did it. But then in October, they got to circle back around to Johnny Gargano versus Aleister Black. And I don't know if that was part of the original plan because they have long-term plans. I don't know. But as you said earlier, I think if, if this story beat fit in or, or give a better idea of how to do the Gargano Ciampa story, then it's mm-hmm. entirely possible they just kind of folded yeah. it all together and thought, okay, well, after this, we can do that and then that again. You know? Yeah, yeah, so. it's possible. It does seem to be uh, most likely, though, because, like, they're, you know, it's not like it's, you know... I think Johnny Gargano is probably number one. Yeah. I think you're probably right about yeah. that. Uh, I do like Lars Sullivan number two. I think Lars Sullivan makes the most actual sense because, come on, he's just what he's just out there in the quad, like I said, taking a smoke break, and then Lars Sullivan comes upon him. Of course, he's gonna lay him out. Yeah, absolutely. You freaking broke my jaw, dude. Yeah. You know, I ate three of your black masses, really mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. and now he takes him out. Yeah. Yeah. Great way to re-debut Lars Sullivan. Uh, three pie is Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, storyline, that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I mean, it's funny as Undisputed Era doing it would be. They have no reason. There's really, they're all wrapped up in all sorts of other yeah. stuff. And they're not going to put Adam Cole in that <laughs> mat. No, so. they're not going to do that. Undisputed Era 10, least likely. I like this for number four, Vel Vatine. Well, he was, acting, he was acting like he was super upset about it. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe it's a lot to weigh in a guy's conscience. Could be. You know, he's a complex individual. True. And it's not like his feud with EC3 is actually a feud. <laughs> you know? No. It's just it's a lot of frolicking. Yeah. So and pool play. We don't really know what happened after EC three said, Hey, that's only three feet deep. You know, camera's cut, but what happened after that? Yeah, did EC three help him out of the pool? Maybe they maybe the, you know, maybe they gave each other massages or something. You know, Velveteen Dream is struggling with that's why he was upset. He's struggling with, man, EC3, you know, I, I really like the guy. We gave each other massages, and we, we pool played, 
And now I got to fight him still at TakeOver because that match has already been signed. So many conflicting emotions. Could be my best friend. Could be my worst enemy. I don't know. Alistair Black comes over here, says, hey, would you like some ice cream? And he says, oh, I don't know. I'm so emotionally bent out of shape. Bat. Whack. Wow. Drops a big elbow on him. Maybe. From like one of the tables. Yeah. There in the quad. Yeah. So I like Velveteen Dream for it. All right. Cassius Ono seemed pretty upset. So I'm going to say number five has got to be Cassius Ono. Yeah, he's been asking for better competition. Who better than the former champion? Exactly. Uh, after that six, I'm going to say it was... Kona Reeves. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll put that at seven. Because I think at number six... Shayna Baszler. No. Who else stands to benefit from Johnny Gargano winning gold? Candice LeRae. Oh, yeah. Candice... LeRae is my number six suspect. Good choice. And then is number seven, Kona Reeves, trying to make a point. Yeah. Uh, Prove that he is the finest. Exactly. Uh, number eight uh, would be... Well, Heavy Machinery were right there taking pictures, so it's entirely possible they, they did But Otis that. seemed legitimately concerned. Allie! That's true. I'm going to say eight is Forgotten Sons. All right, try to make an impact. Try to make an impact. EC3 for nine, why not? An EC3. There no real go. reason, just maybe they just bumped into each other. EC three is so jacked. He could have been like on a, a cocaine blackout binge could right be, there. Could be. You know, yeah, yeah. he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. So there you go. Perfect. One Johnny Gargano. Two Lars Sullivan. Three Champa. Four Velveteen Dream. Five Cassius Ono. Six Candice LeRae. Seven Kona Reeves. Eight Forgotten Sons. Nine EC three and ten. Boom. Just look, I confirmed they were listening to their own theme. Several people have said they were. All right. I'll believe them. Alex C. said it. That's not confirmation enough for you? Well, I'd like to hear it with my own ears. I couldn't tell. Boom. Uh, next, how about Ring of Honor? How about New Japan selling out Madison Square Garden, Steve? Uh, yeah. Damn, those, that's impressive. Those people are going to be really sad when they go to see the Young Bucks and they're not there. Yeah. Well, they were never tied for the show. So. <laughs> you want to see them? Go buy a takeover ticket. Guess what? You got, no, they're going to be on main roster. They're not going to be going to NXT. Young Bucks aren't going to NXT. What if they're the first act to pull double duty main roster, like like long term main roster and NXT at the same time? Man, it's a takeover, man. Getting a huge paycheck. It's a takeover. So anyway. Oh, they're getting that regardless. Yeah. A huger paycheck. So uh, Ring of Honor, New Japan are putting on the G1 Supercard April 6th, 2019 at Madison Square Garden. And it's sold out. And according to the Wrestling Observer... It is among the quickest sellouts for a pro wrestling event at that building ever. Mm -hmm. Quote, the official time of the sellout was between 13 and 16 minutes after Ooh. tickets went to sale to the public Ooh. this morning. Most of the tickets were sold in pre-sales on Wednesday and Thursday. I heard somewhere that 12,000 tickets were sold during the pre-sale period alone. My goodness gracious. So uh, that's a lot. That's more yeah. than all in. Yeah. Just on the pre-sale. Yeah. So that's an impressive feat. Congratulations, Ring of Honor. Congratulations, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm -hmm. Pretty awesome. Yeah, This goes to show that people have a thirst, a hunger for pro wrestling. Um, because you got that going head-to-head -head with TakeOver, which will sell yeah. 13,000, 14,000 tickets. Because Kenny and the Bucks are going to be there. Well, Kenny's not going to NXT. He already said that. He's not going to NXT. He's going to Maine. Oh, they don't have to go to NXT. The series thing, I was just joking about them pulling double duty. They don't have to go to NXT, but they could be at TakeOver yeah, in the crowd. They can be in the crowd at TakeOver. Then they don't show up in NXT. They just go to main roster. That's so WWE. You oh. think WWE is not above doing something so petty like no, that? No, of course they are. <laughs> um, uh, as far as them, WWE signing all this independent talent, 
they have some uh, some their eyes on some other people after apparently maybe just signing Matt Riddle. Nice. Amongst them, Shane Strickland, who is Ooh. the current new Evolve champion, just beating Matt Riddle for the title. Um, apparently, WWE's looking into him. Nice. Um, also, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix. They uh, we heard that they are trying to sign them, and apparently, they have told prom- promoters who have booked their Man. dates for 2019 that those dates are in question. Yeah. That's interesting because, as far as I'm aware, they're both still under contract with Lucha Underground. That's got to end like at some three, point. I think they heard, read they had three more seasons on their deal. No, man. I get, what, didn't we hear something that Lucha Underground's like letting everybody out of their contracts? Well, we heard that they were being a little looser about not appearing on American television. Nah, I think they're letting people out, man. WWE just scored a $500 million TV deal. I'll kick them a million dollars. Let's buy Lucha Underground. Yeah. You think, you think WWE's going to be responsible with their money already? This is a company you can't even get access right. They, they can't even book the right access building. We might not get access. Yeah. <laughs> There was it was in our non-news segment of uh, yesterday post show yesterday's yeah. post show where like uh, they they didn't because they didn't have they waited too long they waited too long to pick the city for WrestleMania the host yeah. city that by the time they picked it made the announcement all the convention centers in New York City were already booked yeah so now they got to break they might break up access to smaller events throughout the city yeah. Or, I don't know, have it in, like, Jersey or something. I don't know. So that's the company we're talking about. You think they're yeah. responsible yeah. with their money? Well, they just find a warehouse, like, in Queens or something. Yeah. Or in Brooklyn. Just yeah, have I it there. It can't be that difficult. Like, it was pretty out of the way when we went to our, the, the Orlando one. Yeah, but Orlando's really spread out. Yeah. I think it's just the nature of... Yeah. I mean, you know, I think if they were trying to have everything... I mean, I assume they would have had it in Manhattan somewhere. I mean, mm-hmm. there's convention centers there, I would suspect. No idea, man. And then, I don't know if there's any sort of convention centers in Brooklyn. Because if that's where SummerSlam end, oh no, sorry, we're talking about Mania. Um, NXT will be in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but then Mania is not going to be in New York State at all. It's going to be in New Jersey. Yeah, at the football well, stadium. Wherever they build it, they will come. I mean, it's a bunch of superstars. It's, mm-hmm. it's access. People will go wherever yeah, they yeah, build yeah, it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. It's still, I just find it funny. Like, um, you find it funny. I find it funny. So yeah, I wouldn't Lucha Underground. Come on, Lucha Underground. Give me a break. Contracts are contracts, though. Let's do some more super chats. Joshua Martinez, two dollars. Does this mean Punk won't be at all in? It wasn't a sure thing he's gonna be at all in anyways. He definitely won't be in the uh over budget, over the budget battle royal. No. Jonathan, five dollars, smoke weed, get hammered, barbecue, eat some vegetables, sue your best friends to finish off your day by murdering Alistair Black. It's <laughs> quite a day. That's today's episode of going in wrong. Taco Bender, two dollars. Matt Riddle for the attacker, starting him off hot. Yeah. It'd be cool, but I don't know. I can't buy Matt Riddle as a heel. Keith. What about, hey, what about the most obvious suspect? Marcel Bartel. He was there. He was in the area. He's a vicious six foot three heel. And he's from, so wait, where's uh, Alistair Black from? Netherlands. Netherlands. Kind of close to Germany. He says there can only be one guy from that region there. Aren't they connected? Aren't they landlocked? Uh, what, Netherlands? In the no, Germany? Netherlands borders the, the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Germany. I remember if Netherlands and Germany share a border. I can't recall offhand. Let's find out. Uh, Demarcus Williams, $5. Nah, it was Suzuki. All I saw was a madman with a shaved head. There you go. Suzuki was the attacker. Mr. Michael Law, 2011, $2. One Aries, two Moose, three Killer Cross, four Eddie, five Sammy Callahan. They must be the dream matches for Jericho. Joshua Ross, two pounds. Hey, Steve, where's my Randall Horton t-shirt? Um, yeah, man, look at that. Big old border. That's all Netherlands borders, I think. Oh, right. yeah. Well, they share a border with Belgium, too. Yeah, Belgium and Germany. All right. That's what it is. 
The eyebrow, $20, thank you. Scenario time, you get to open a pro wrestling museum. What are five things you must have and one part of history you omit? The very first, I want, is the the, the very first NWA World Championship, is that in existence? Is that, does somebody have that? It's 10 pounds gold, isn't it? No, they had to have gotten a new belt since then, I think. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, you need that, you need the first NWA title. I would think you would need... Bruno's first title, right? Whatever that was, that little belt buckle. You know, when we went to, to the the archives, mm-hmm. WB archives, they had the old ring from Madison Square Garden. Yeah. From all the old MSG shows. Yeah. They should have that. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be cool to have that all set up. Yeah. Um, they need a Ric Flair robe, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, That's three. You know what my favorite thing was in the archives? What? The address books. That was cool. Pat Patterson's booking address books. Mm-hmm. That was the coolest shit. Yeah. All the, it was just a stack of at little address books. And it's all, I think Pat, Pat, I think it says Pat Patterson. It was all just the bookings from mm-hmm. the shows. That was cool. Yeah. It's pretty that neat. was super neat. So that, and then, uh, um, there's so much. Uh, the uh, one of the trench coats from NWO Sting, not Sting when he was in the NWO. I'm talking about the fake NWO Sting. Sting, yeah, Sting. That uh, uh, some used beer cans that Stone Cold drank out of. There you go. The Rock's flamethrower when he lit his name on fire at WrestleMania a couple years back. Brian Pillman's gun. What's one part of history you omit? One part of history you you omit? Yeah. I don't know. You should never omit history. You learn from history. I don't know. Like I, I go down some like dark paths there. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know. King Fizzle, two fifty. Work from home today. Finally get to see you live. Oh man, work from home is the best. Yeah, it is. Easy four one four five dollars. Punk's a hundred thousander. Whoa. We should be a millionaire because of people like Cabana. Hold on a second. He's a hundred thousander who should be a millionaire because of people like Caban. What does that mean exactly? I'm confused by that. <laughs> Thalamic Rex, five dollars packing for my cruise in Florida. Have you guys been on a cruise before? This is my fourth and final. Final? Oh, I've been man. On, I've been on one cruise before. Oh, hopefully. Whoa. What? Just you're not going on any more cruises after this one, right? Yeah. What is he going to do on this cruise? I don't know. He's like, this is my final cruise. <laughs> and then I'm going to end it all. Wow, man. Somebody look after, uh, who is this guy? Thalamic Rex. Rex. I've been on one cruise. I went to Mexico once. Um, I've never been on a cruise before. It was, only, it was like three days. It was fun. Yeah. Tom Fox. I drank a lot. $2. Undisputed Era. We're 100% listeners. All right. Theme. That's at least Everybody the second person who said that. All right. It, Con Man, uh, 167, $10 Canadian. Keep up the good work, fellas. Really like the way you present your show. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. That means a lot. Martin Garcia. I call it now. It'll be a draw with Gargano and Champa in the last man standing. And stall, it can triple threat match for the next takeover. Oh, and they will just do the triple threat next time. Yeah, yeah it could be. Could be. That yeah, could be. Suplex Casey, $5, won the Travis Scott Air Force Ooh. One raffle day. So I thought I'd give to going in raw. Happy Friday, friendos. Congratulations. Congratulations. I tried and failed. Fail. You fail. Vinny Elliott, $5. Uh, hey, friendos, just wanted to throw you some money before I head into work. Hashtag Strickland versus uh, Adam Mayhem. Adam Mayhem's trying to book himself into this match. Good. Best of the West is bringing in Shane Strickland, who we just reported the WWE's looking at. Yeah. Adam Mayhem wants to test his medal as H champion 
I don't think he has it in him to beat Shane Strickland. I don't know, but I think it'd be a great match. I believe in Adam Mayhem. I want to see him get his uh, ass handed to him on the largest stage possible, which at this point is best of the West wrestling. Let's get that match going. Shane Strickland versus Adam Mayhem. M squared, $5. Wishing another happy Friday from your Roseville friendo. All right, easy. Right back at you. Wonder if he's near the Roseville Auto Mall. Uh, easy 414, $2. Uh, <laughs> this is a visual representation of the Undisputed Era theme. Or boom. Boom. Charvel, $20. Set a course for my wallet. Maximum warp. Engage. And he says, that is all. Thanks, Charvel. Thank you. Thank you, Lieutenant Commander. Uh, Universal Jones, $2. Who's a better kisser, Champa or Alistair Black? Maybe Velveteen Dream wanted a kiss from Aleister Black. And he says, fine. And he kissed him, and it was a terrible, sloppy kiss. So you're going with Ciampa? Um, no. My scenario isn't actually, isn't factual. It's fanfic. Aleister Black. It's got to be yeah, Aleister Black. it is Aleister yeah. Black, yes. Ciampa's probably angry kisser. Well, there's, he's, his, his, I mean, Aleister Black has a pretty prominent beard, mm -hmm. but it's not as overgrown as Tom, Tommaso Ciampa's. Yeah, yeah, and that can dig affect through a the forest hole. for that, man. Yes. Jonathan, $2 Canadian. RKO killed Alistair. Alistair to Maine. Yeah, I thought that too. Maybe they're going to set up his first main roster feud. Could be. This. Ryan Sanderson, five pounds. Most likely to go to WWE, Okada, Tanahashi, or Naito. I guess Okada because he's the youngest of the three. Tanahashi's, what, 40? Naito's 36. Yeah, Tanahashi's least likely. I don't think any of them are likely. I don't think either of them are, any of them are likely either. I think you're probably right, Okada. I mean, at a certain point, here's the funny thing about Okada. He's already done. I'm not going to say everything because New Japan is very creative. But the fact that he's on a balloon kick right now is equal parts amazing. And also like, what are they doing over there? Yeah. What are they doing with all that? It's part of a larger story, man. Um, I think it probably is. But I, I could see him maybe going. I could see him going WWE. Shinsuke went. What's going on there? Fly? Uh, Justin Rogers, two dollars. Chance and Roman main events evolution. Uh, at least pretty one, good. One show he won main event. Lake the Snake Lock, three dollars. Thank you, Evan Smither, two dollars. I start college on the fifteenth. Ooh, any tips going in, Larson? Tips for starting college: make friends, be humble, work hard. Well, that's a dumb tip. What the hell? Um, Don't flunk out of school. Experiment with drugs, sex, <laughs> music, shrooms. Uh, no, I don't know. Any tips for going on a call? I don't know. You, just, uh, you know. It's, it's, it's probably the best time in your life where you go and just, you get to go someplace and learn and, and, and absorb other people's points of view. Yeah. Enjoy that. Open your mind, man. Yeah, Open your it mind. It doesn't happen a lot once you get out to the adult world. And if you're in a dorm with other people, mm -hmm. you're going to have to keep an open mind. Yes. Um, like I was for a spell, I was an RA at a dorm. Remember that? Yeah. And there was uh, one dude uh, just from a different culture. He used to wipe his butt, put it in the garbage. And the other people uh, were like, the other kids in the dorm were like, uh, that's supposed to go in the toilet. He's gross. And I was like, he's not gross. He's from a different culture. It, you know, just, you know, I explained to him here, we just you know, put it in the toilet, flush it down. Everything was fine after that. Mm -hmm. So understand that people do things a different way. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, open a dialogue with those people. Yes. Don't just say, why is your, why is your booty paper in the garbage when it should be down in the toilet? Uh, Gerardo Vasquez. 
Gargano's theme sucks. Heard Other themes before. that fit him, he sucks. Uh, other themes that fit Johnny Gargano or any other songs I broke the law and the law won no that doesn't work Mm-mm. how about Metallica's Fade to Black <laughs> oh that's a good one yeah um, especially if he is the attacker yeah there you go here, take to the Twitter. Let's see if we can get any questions on there. All right. Oh, are we done with stories for the day, really? Yeah, that's all the news for the day, I believe. All right. Uh, unless I forgot something. No, that's it. That's the news for today. Maybe chat has some good ideas for a new Gargano theme music. Yeah, what's some... Uh... Jamie Weisner in chat asks, what do we think of Matt Seidel? I love Matt Seidel. Yeah, he's good. He's in Impact Wrestling. Jonathan says Alexa Bliss theme. For Johnny Gargano. Some dubstep, huh? Jose GGR. Is there any chance uh, Alistair Black, <laughs> he calls him Allie Black. <laughs> Allie! Getting knocked out was always was always a part of the plan to turn Gargano. I would be very surprised. Yeah, I'd be very, very surprised. The dude got a, but I mean, it might be, it might be something that thematically was similar to what they were going to do in the match. Mm-hmm. To leave it more of a face-off between Gargano and Champa, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so in that respect, they might have accomplished the same thing. Austin Luff, two seventy-nine. Booty paper is my new favorite Steve phrase. <laughs> oh man, I mean, it was twenty years ago. I can tell the story. I don't know who the person was. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, Joseph Sandoval. What would be better? for WWE to draw in the Latino viewer signing Pentagon or a face Cien Almas as it's been a while since WWE has had a top Latino guy signing Pentagon probably I think if you sign Pentagon um, and let him do what he does best which is be a really awesome tweener Mm -hmm. and then really push Almas as a heel yeah Imagine a title feud between those two and how amazing that would be. Ooh, between what two? Between Pentagon and Almas. Ooh, have all your... Hey, you, so you say, have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Joe Juarez, $5. Are you guys planning on doing a G1 Finals live stream? When is that? Tomorrow. Oh, shit. The finals are tomorrow? Yeah, the, uh, the B Block finals are tonight. I feel like I'm about to take a test and I haven't studied one lick for it. And in fact, I haven't even been to class except for the first three days. Yeah. Hmm. No. Probably not. No. I'll say definitely not. I kind of have my birthday party tomorrow, tomorrow night. Probably like early tomorrow, Sunday morning. Oh. Yeah, so I have to get up early for your birthday thing. Well, it's not that early. It starts at 10.30. That's pretty early. And then how long does that run till? A couple hours. All right. That's what should be fun. Oh, yeah. Kids can go, soon. right? Kids are going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. Let's cool. go out and play softball if you have enough people. Right on. If not, let's go hit some balls. All right, good. Um. So no. Yeah, probably not. But we'll do a recap on Sunday. I mean, on Sunday, maybe not. I don't know. But we'll do a recap on Monday. We'll do a recap of it. It's a huge show. Yeah, I'll probably do a recap. Quiet Wyatt, two dollars. It was uh, Shinsuke's low blow of doom that fell Alistair Black. Oh, ooh, that's not a bad one. That's not a bad Thank one. Thank you, David Navarro. My birthday is actually not for another couple weeks, but. We're doing this early just because it works out better for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juan Guerrero Jr., what should be the main event of G1 Supercard? A Ring of Honor match, a New Japan match, 
or a Ring of Honor versus New Japan match? Who should be the participants? Ring of Honor World Champion versus IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, but right now the Ring of Honor World Champion is really—it's Jay Lethal. It's just kind of underwhelming. But on the other hand, he is kind of like Mr. Ring of Honor. But there's eight months till. That yeah, show actually happens. And he—I mean—he is like the besides like Christopher Daniels, maybe he's like the most Ring of Honor guy they have. So maybe that would be apropos. Yeah. Fiend kicks. Did you end up doing the lace swap on those Adidas? We did, and they look uh Yeah, they look fantastic. They're around here somewhere. No, yours we're, are back there. Because we're going to film me trying them on for the first time, right? Yeah. Still doing that? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We could do that today if we have time. Or we yeah, I'd like to do it today because I want those shoes. All right. I just want them. Uh, let's see here. Ryan Sanderson suggests the Elite versus SoCal Uncensored. Well, all the Elite might be in WWE by the time... Uh, uh, this show runs oh around. yeah yeah so that's that's not. the funny thing i was kind of paying attention to twitter a little bit like somebody tweeted out congratulations to cody and the young bucks for selling out madison square garden and i was like did they <laughs> oh man are they is there gonna be because they didn't so they didn't do any advertising uh they were not in the advertising for it. and i would i would imagine so I personally think they're totally going. I think All In was probably their their big celebration, and also maybe some more. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna go into negotiations with the company, this is how much we're worth. This is what we can do. We can sell out a place on our own. You guys are having a hard time selling all these house shows. Well, if we do a couple of house shows, you know, for you, um, we could sell them out. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just that because we've talked about this before. Like, what else is really for them to do? Yeah, you know, what know. else is there for them to do? I know. Um, but I would also imagine, just you know, by virtue of the fact that they're not going to be under contract, I don't know. I don't know how companies usually approach it. It's like, well, if they're not going to be under contract. Are they allow or they're probably just covering their their asses by not advertise? You're not using them in yeah, advertisements yeah, 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 because, yeah. like, well, it's possible they could be yeah. gone. Yeah, I totally think they're gonna be gone. Uh, let's the rest of dude Larson. Do you like ice cream cake? If if it's the right ice cream, yes. No, man, you could have some red velvet cake with some strawberry ice cream. Oh man. Well, that's cake with ice cream as an accoutrement. No, this I'm talking about cake, layer cake, layer ice cream. Ice cream in the cake. Okay, so you're That's talking about ice cream okay, cake. Okay, yes. I thought you just meant you just no. said red velvet cake. Okay, no, I mean in, in all in one cake. Yeah, no, no I'm fine good. with cake, and then on the side. No, that's some ice fine cream. too. But also, if it's mm. depending on the flavor of cake, flavor of ice cream, it's, mm. it's good. No. Um, Ryan Lambert, two dollars. Thoughts on Tegan Knox and what happened at May Young Classic? Um, since it's kind of spoiler territory, I don't know if I really want to get into it too much. I don't know. I mean, WB talked about it. They had a thing about it. Okay, so we won't divulge results because, yeah, that's spoiler territory, but Tegan Knox, uh, she got hurt. Again. Yeah, again. After just more or less coming back from an injury, and that sucks. That's super sad. Man, I feel so bad for her. I know. That's rough. Mm -hmm. Um, Rao asks, what will it take to build Asuka to what she once was? A repackage. Uh, regular appearances on SmackDown and some wins. (laughs) It's really simple. It's really easy. Uh, let's see here. Oh, wow. That's actually a good one. Oh, the wrestle dude wearing my Slayer shirt every friendo Friday. Nice. The eyebrow. Personally, I wouldn't let the mid aughts women's division into the museum. Maybe some, but WWE is so bad in hindsight on that front. Yeah. Like the Candace Michelle type stuff. Where just, All the, the, 
Kelly Kelly, I think. And then all the lecherous Vince stuff because of it. Yeah. That's just bad. Yeah. Uh, Wolfpack Underboss says, yeah, WWE's so going to raid Ring of Honor. I know. I think yep. I think this TV money, they're just going to go on a rampage. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Kenny Walker, who's your most underrated performer in WWE? Oh, right now? Is there a guy? I mean... I mean, we can go underused. I'd say it's probably Finn Balor. Like, who's the guy? Who's the guy that they can make the most money off of that they're not? Maybe Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Bray Wyatt for the longest time. Maybe Bray Wyatt. But Finn's a good answer, too. Bray and Finn. Uh, Fear and Loathing NYC, $5. Greetings, friendos. High as F. I like to spend my money on weed, so instead of paying Walter $5,000, let's get New Jack for $500. Hashtag down with mayhem. You know what, man? Adam Mayhem is not my H champion. I would never do that to him, though. I wouldn't wish New Jack on my worst enemy, man. That's scary. Mm-mm. No good. Mr. Sinister wants to know from our Twitter video earlier today, did Steve help Larson eat that other half of the sandwich? No, I ate the whole thing. He did damage upon me by fat shaming me by saying, no, fatty, you can't eat my sandwich. <laughs> you asked and I said this. And one of your stupid sandwiches. I had some McDonald's earlier. <laughs> Stop fat shaming me. I rolled up in here with two with the two cheeseburger meal. You know, I rolled up into that drive-thru thinking I'm gonna get an egg white delight. And then I saw the two glistening golden cheeseburgers. I was like, oh, oh. oh. I'm gonna go for a long ass run today, man. I've uh, been doing good lately, too. Good. Michael Dew, you gotta allow yourself some cheat cheat meals every now and again. Mm, Michael Dew, oh. five dollars. Yay or nay, Flip Wilson gets booked. I mean Flip Gordon gets booked into the <laughs> Flip Wilson, please. Gets booked into the NWA title match, making a triple threat with him going over and turning heel on Cody. Probably not. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, gets booked in by making a triple threat with him going over and probably more likely he interferes and costs Cody the belt. I really hope he just. I, I read that somewhere. Wait, what's that? That he would uh, cost Cody the title. Mm, that'd be good. Nick Oldis. I mean, he's going to be there. He's having a party in the parking lot. Yeah, he's going to be in the parking lot for sure. Uh, my phone didn't buzz once the entire show. I know. Did you turn off your notifications again? Nope. Good job. Slow day in the sneaker world. Well done. Um, oh, man. I love this question hmm. from Jova. Where will Velveteen Dream's next experience take place? Like, probably in that area where they found Aleister Black, where all the tables were. People just go and, like, snack. I think it's like the uh, community clubhouse. I think it's like... I think that was just the building behind the pool. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, man. Oh, no. You know what? Hold on a second. I got a... Caljack. Oh, yeah. Did he, did, he, did he tweet that at us? Yeah, yeah. Where is it? Hold on. Caljack actually... Uh, Told us where the pool was. He had that info. Can we go have our own experience there? Here we go. Just so you guys know... That pool is the Baldwin Park Pool. I've swam there many times. <laughs> I love Cal Jack. Oh, Fear and Loathing NYC, $5. FYI, I went to one of the first UFCs and saw a man get his face ripped off with my See? own eyes. Confirmed it happened. Which UFC that happened? Which one? UFC Which one, one, two, three? I mean, did they do like shows in between the pay-per-views? Like non-broadcast shows? Because somebody did get their face ripped off. I don't know, man. Do a Google happened. search. 
Well, then I'll just come up with like some cartel video or something. I don't want to do that. Like Google face ripped off. No, but UFC. put UFC in there. All right, hold on. Or just question: Did the U did someone get their face ripped off in the U in a UFC fight? I want to do a truth exposed on that. Oh man. UFC fighter gets arm ripped off. I don't really. This is on E-bomb. Remember E-bomb's world? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Uh, Michael, no. Oof. No. No. Nothing. Uh, nothing. Last night, a fighter's face got stuck in the UFC cage, lost a chunk of his forehead. Ouch. Uh, the wrestle dude. My question: If you could switch lives with a wrestler for a whole year, who do you pick? Keep in mind, they take over your life for a whole year. So you get to take over somebody's, you get a quantum leap, you trade quantum leap. Somebody else takes over my life. Mm -hmm. So my life, I'd, I'd probably go with like Bobby Roode because number one, I think I could get him over into the upper mid card if I get his body so I can help him out. I can do him a solid, all right? Number two, on top of that, um, he's a family guy. So I would trust him with being in my body you know, being in my home, raising my child, being with my wife. <laughs> You're waiting for me to say that. Yeah, yeah, I was. Really was. Uh, who would you choose, man? Oh, Finn Balor, man. Finn Balor? I wanna, I'm never going to have that. I'm never going to have Finn Bod. So I know yeah. what it's like to have Finn to Bod. Have it, yeah. Yeah, Finn and Balor. And he would be with your wife. Uh-huh. <laughs> He'd raise your kids. He'd make them real. Yeah, he would make them real. You come back, your kid's like, I'm fucking New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just found an article here. 16 most bizarre moments in the UFC history. Is was, that where the dude's face? I would think someone getting their face ripped off would be on there if it, if it actually <laughs> happened. Uh, let's see here. Oh, man. Anthony Frazier's Wrestling Titan Trons. I made a custom entrance for us. Should I upload it? Yes, please. That'd be great. What's that? A custom custom entrance. For who? For us. What? When will we? Yes, I would definitely like to hear. But like, if we accompany Adam Mayhem to the ring or something, I think he means in WWE 2K18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't see anybody's face. I don't think it happened. Ripped off. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a good show. Okay, hold on a second. Oh my goodness! Just want to see if somebody's. I face. don't think it happened, man. Okay. Oh, man. Look, tell me that's not a face about to be ripped off. Well, read the copy and see if that's what in it says. In 1996, Gary Goodridge made one of the most memorable debuts in UFC history against Paul Herrera at UFC 8. And what made it crazy was the finish of the bout where Goodrich locked Herrera in the crucifix position and proceeded to knock him out with a series of elbows to the head. Wow. And it took his face off. Anyways, that's that it happen. for the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hilton, can we please get some music? Hilton, what do you got, Bill? Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you, Hilton. Anyway, so you guys have a good weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got some, we got maybe something new coming up tomorrow. Yeah. So kind of replace Oh, we have out. a post show we got to do too. Oh, we got post show. Patrons, stay tuned for post show. Yeah, your it's coming up. We got some fun stuff. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.